What up, fam? On this episode of the Snapback Sports Pod, we make a proposal to support Dennis Schroeder. We talk NBA Summer League ranking the top young players in the league. Messi goes to PSG, and then we rank the worst things to lose in the world and check in with Eagleson. Snapback fam, new app. The Baltimore Ravens select Lamar Jackson. I'm a Raven. His own. All year. Every year. Jackson takes it himself. Oh! He broke his ankles! What up, fam? I'm your host, Jack Sederman. Joining me today, and as always, is my co-host and longtime best friend, Abe Granoff. Abe, what is on your mind today? Let's put our brains together real quick. I want to read you something, and I want you to try and decipher what in the world it means. I saw a quote today. Sometimes you just have to play the role of a fool to fool the fool who thinks they are fooling you. You got that? Yeah, it means you need to play dumb to convince them you're dumb so that you can get them on the back end. It's like, uh, all right, I'll give you a perfect example. It's like you're you're in a pickup basketball game. You're guarding a guy. It's like, it's like wearing ankle socks. No, no. To try uh, and fool them into being ass. Uh, a little bit. It's more, you know, my move where I'll let you go by me and then I'll back tap it away from you. Like you thought you got past me, but little exactly. did you know, I exactly. was, I was fooling you the entire time. Exactly. So let me ask you a follow-up question. If someone, I don't know, by the name of Damian Lillard said that mm-hmm. in the current situation he's in, let's just pretend cause Damian Lillard Instagram that quote today. What? What is he trying? Let's just pretend it has to do with the Blazers, because why else would he post that? What, what do you think is going on here? Is he trying to fool the Blazers into thinking he wants to stay so that when he publicly announces his trade request, he gets them less of a package because he has less leverage, and thus the Blazers are the fool? I'm trying to, you know, how does this benefit me, as usual? I know it's it's larger than life, and it probably has a good chance of being about basketball, but there's also a chance he's just sharing a, a quote that he likes. That could be what all it is. Maybe maybe he's trying to take your move. That's he's going to put, that, he's gonna put that into his bag this year. Now, that's probably more realistic. In the garden, too, nonetheless. Excuse um, me? Um, oh, I guess the Knicks play home against the Sixers a few times a year so yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah um no the Rose Garden that's what their arena is called is it actually yeah I thought it was like the Moda Center I mean it might be whatever a company paid a hundred million dollars for the name but all these like I'm trying to like MSG Madison Square Garden is sponsored by Chase but there's stadiums that just keep like their OG names would you, know you rather I'm would you rather have Snapback Sports Arena or be a jersey sponsor where your patch is on there? I think the Snapback arena. Sports Arena. Yeah. Because you, if you get like an iconic arena, you become Would you like, be like would you rather be Snapback Sports Stadium, Snapback Sports Coliseum? Well, Snapback depends, Sports it depends the sport and the team. Snapback Sports Square Garden. Snapback Sports Square. 
Welcome, Mike Breen here. Welcome to SSSSSG. Ah, the Mecca, the Snapback Sports Garden. Yeah, the Mecca of Square Garden. Um. All right. So speaking of the Mecca, Kemba Walker officially a New York Nick today. Two years, eighteen mil. What a, I mean, just excellent job done by none other than Leon Rose. Rose, Rose might be the go. theme, might be the theme of the episode. Replacing him in Boston, though, is by is a man known as Dennis Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder, he's done some great stuff as a six man. He goes to the Lakers last year. He's part <clears> of their title plans. And at one point during the season, he gets offered a four year, $84 million extension, 21 mil per year and his belief is he's going to be able to get four years a hundred million dollars which would be a large increase a 25 percent or 20 percent increase on his salary which that's a big bump if i got off for that i'd potentially hold out for that you the same unfortunately the back half of the season does not go as planned lebron's injured and the wash king anthony davis is lamicky and all of a sudden, Dennis Schroeder has no He's market. Poor. He's poor. He's poor by the name of one year, $5.9 million. So six mil from 21, a loss of $15 million annually. And Abe, I'm coming to you today uh, with a proposition that I think will be amongst the toughest to convince you on. But given that he's a Celtic, given that you love you don't hate Dennis Schroeder by any shirt, but like everyone's laughing at Dennis Schroeder. You and that's what, that's what, that's what my thing is. It's like, if I'm Dennis Schroeder and you're seeing just how ripped you're getting on the internet, like why not make a funny post of you literally sitting on just $6 million and just okay. being like, are you guys actually the ones laughing at me? Like, the internet is crying poor for Dennis Schroeder right now, and he is going to walk home in 365 days, $6 million richer. And you know what? I actually, like, I love the whole bet on yourself or double down. This is going to be my proposal, Abe. I want to be, I want us to become the biggest Dennis Schroeder fans ever. I don't know why. Like, I have no clue why, especially, like, the fact that he's a Celtic for Knicks and Sixers fans is going to be a tough, tough feeling, but I like want to root for him, see him ball out for the Celtics and get that four for one twenty. And I just kind of want to be on the other side of everyone else. Who's like trolling him. Now for someone who runs a page that posts a lot of sports content, it is way more convenient to go with the jokes because they're <clears> very <throat> easy to get off. Yes. He's still netting six mil, but he did just lose out on fifteen mil a year plus. So I mean, when Dennis Schroeder declined that contract, think about what you guys just gave Evan Fournier: four years, seventy-four million dollars. Like, I don't necessarily think it was out of the realm of possibilities that Dennis Schroeder could have easily conveyed more than eighty-four. Just shit went wrong for the Lakers this year, and that's just how the cookie crumbles. So the fact I, I don't, that. I don't think he's wrong for declining that contract at all. And the fact that his agent is probably the one who needs to be fired in the whole thing. Like, okay, I get that by the end of the season, he wasn't four for 84, but he wasn't two for 30. Like, imagine, imagine, imagine Dennis Schroeder, like calls and tells his agent. He's like, no, I'm not doing that. His agent's like, I really think you should. He's like, 
nope, I'm going to get more in free agent trades. Like, all right, I'll tell the Lakers. Then Dennis Schroeder goes back and he starts yelling at his agent. He's like, dude, you're the one that's ass, not me. <laughs> like, I wasn't the one on the court for the Lakers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he didn't play great. He he was, it, but I feel like it only really hit that downward spiral like in the playoffs. Like he went from unusable. He went. Keep to- in mind. Keep in mind. If Dennis Schroeder, um, if he accepts that contract four for eighty four, in my opinion, there's a seventy percent chance that he signed on to play with the Lakers for four years. And starting next season, he would have been in, in Washington with the Wizards. Like he would have been part of that deal to get Westbrook. But but he and would now have at had this point, four for eighty four. <laughs> he would have had four for eighty four. But now at this point, he's playing one year. He's six million dollars, and he can go get paid after next year. That that's it's also like, part- why be stuck. Like you signed to play in L A. And you, if it's just the business part of sports, you're forced to live in Washington under that contract. Which they got, wrong they got a capital building. Yeah, nothing wrong with DC. Um, this like, is Abe's, Abe, Abe's teasing the politics coming later in the podcast. <laughs> I, uh, maybe I, we well, well, let's let's take a step back though and look at where the Boston point guard situation landed. They signed Kemba to that massive deal. He's supposed to be a third piece that goes with Tatum and Brown. <laughs> Obviously, it doesn't work out. Tatum now an offseason get healthy. The Knicks get him on a discount because he took more money to play at home. The Thunder buy out his deal. Like everything's beautiful there. And now the Celtics replace Kemba with a very cheap point guard. He has a perfect situation to succeed. Like he's probably starting on day one next to Tatum and Brown. They can cover for him defensively. I, I feel like this actually worked out as for not getting any Keep in mind they got they got Josh Richardson too. Right. They got Richardson who well who stinks. Yeah. I was gonna say are we giving up on Jay Rich at this point? Well, the only reason we're giving up is because now him and Al Horford are back in the same locker room. Mm. And Jay Rich Jay Rich knows, just like the rest of Philadelphia, that how had Al Horford not come to Philadelphia, Jay Rich would have been successful this team. Jay Rich would have won a ring with this he was team. Bad so in, the only- in Dallas, uh he was really bad in Dallas. That was like the, the robbery of the year by Daryl Moore getting Seth Curry for him. But Jay Rich is now going to a spot in Boston where, to me, there's too many like people that need the ball. Like Tatum and Jalen Brown aren't going to be the ones to, to move the ball and to get everyone involved. And Dennis Schroeder and Jay Rich are two guys that need the ball to get on a little bit of a I don't know. hot streak you think to get Richardson, going. I feel like Richardson's more of a 3 and D who just can't make the 3 and isn't that good at D. Nah, Jay Rich is a dog at like getting to the basket. And once he gets hot, he can like re-energize a team in the second half. But with, with ball stoppers like Tatum and Brown, like that Celtics team to me doesn't do it once again. Yeah. You weren't you definitely weren't in that. I this is a, a good one. It wasn't initially on the schedule for today, but we had a pretty passionate debate last night on Club Top Shack. Curious your thoughts. Uh Zion, RJ. Sorry, Zion, Ja, RJ, those three, LaMelo, Halliburton, and Anthony Edwards. So three of the top picks in last year's Zion. draft. Zion, Ja, and RJ. Where do you rank them, those six? Like one through six? Yeah. Okay, read it out to me again. Zion. Zion, Zion one. Ja, LaMelo, and then Edwards, RJ, and Halliburton were the next. Zion, pick. Ja, LaMelo. I've got that. And then give me the other three. Those are the, my top three. Halliburton, RJ, and Anthony Edwards. That's the order. 
Halliburton, RJ, Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards. You, you put That's Anthony the Edwards last. It was if we're starting a franchise tomorrow, right, for the next – yeah, it, if you talk about who's best today, I think that conversation is very different. We're talking like going forward, this is the guy. I don't know. For me, and maybe I'm just – maybe I'm in a good mood today. I'm talking nice about a Knicks player, but like the fact that RJ showed an ability to go from year one to year two and actually get better is more important to me going forward than someone who just had one like – I would call it a good rookie year. I yeah. think he won rookie of the year in a in a below average. Like there wasn't a runaway with it. Lamelo was hurt the entire year and he wouldn't have won it. Like maybe I'm so caught up in the fact that Ben Simmons started at such a high level and just has gone straight, right, right. not down and not up. So the when you're a young guy and you show the ability and willingness to get better year in and year out, like RJ did this year. I give you that gets points in my books agreed and so i think you know what i said last night um that this is i don't think those rankings and i agreed like today that is where it is but what i said was i legitimately think you could make an argument you know these these rookies haven't gotten that same chance rj got right like we could see lamelo halburn and edwards take those jump but i said in my opinion, you could legitimately make a case for all six players to be one to be uh, not not today, but the idea that in five years down the line, if RJ Barrett, if Halliburton, if Edwards was the best of those six, it would genuinely not surprise me. Yes, it would. And five years down the line, if any of those players were being talked about more highly than Zion Williamson, you would be surprised. I, I wouldn't would, because because you would look back, you would look back and say five years ago when I was recording the pod with Abe, I I could have never imagined this. I no, I because I can because two sides to it. So let me try and not discredit the players, but just give my like devil's advocate. And then I, could you say could out of those six guys, are any of them? Would you put a ceiling on any of them? I think that's what's most important to start, right? Like, could you see Anthony Edwards being Brad Beal and scoring 30 a night? Mm, no. Like, you would you would put— But why not? He's 19 years old, that, you That's know? my point, is you can't put a— Like, could you see Halliburton literally— be, After what Drew Holiday just did, Halliburton, who's a better three-point shooter and a longer defender, like, could you see him technically— Being be, Luca? Yeah, like, doing that, right? LaMelo, we know, like, he's, like, his potential is through the roof. Same with Ja. Now, on the flip side, same with RJ, like, three years nope. ago. But that's the thing. You can't put the ceiling because RJ jumps to 17 and a half a game on 40% three-point shooting the way the league's going. He's a slasher. And just three years ago, he was the number one player in the country, better than Morant, better than Zion Williamson. So that's kind of the pro argument for I just don't put a ceiling on any of those six guys. I think they're unique talents. I don't see them all getting there, obviously, but I don't think you can cap them now. On the flip side, would it shock me if Zion Williamson in a league where three-pointers are taking over and if he lost an ounce, an inch of explosiveness or athleticism, like LeBron James's career only got extended this long because he became a great shooter. He became a great passer. Like Zion's a really good finisher and scorer at the rim. 
he can't shoot the interesting the interesting argument the interesting argument is the fact that zion's game right now out of those six is the least attractive to today's nba game yeah but because of how dominant he is in that role but that's why you have to put him five years a long time and 285 on those knees is a long time john morant He's not a consistent three-point shooter, and the way he jumps and tries and dunks over people and lands, right? Like there's, and then you start to look at like could Lamelo, if his shooting never improves, could he become? Is this your way? This entire conversation and each side and the argument, your way of slowly diving into trying to convince me and having an agreement that RJ is the number one out of these no, six. No, 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 I, I, I'm not, but when you but, Zion 285 landing on those legs and you look at RJ, like he's a slasher, he shot 40% from three. I'm just saying they all have max potential. My standing was Zion's number one, without a doubt. After that today, I come on. I probably on. go job. Ja. Jaws got to go too. I, I probably go job. Ja. I don't know. I've never been a huge fan of Jaws game, but he's balled out in big moments. So I'll give him credit there. Um, but you got to look at potential. Halliburton's like one of my favorite of the entire bunch. RJ probably ranks number six for me today, mm-hmm. truthfully. Like even with his big jumps and everything he's been able to do. But I just don't think in five years, if you told me RJ learned how to dribble and could and could finish at the rim like he, he could in college. I'd be like, okay, yeah, he scores 25 a night. He's 40% from three. He gets to the rim. He finishes or he makes free throws. Like the guy can't dribble. And he he's 20 or 21 years old. And the first two years in his in the league, he's been playing on an offense with Alfred Payton as his point guard, Tibbs offensively as his coach. Like stuff that does not help your game offensively. He's improved a ton. Def- like – this is not a pitch that RJ's the one. He's my six today, but it would not shock me if any of those six were the best of the bunch in five years. To me, it's Zion, Ja, a very far drop, and then the other four. I think that's that's what it is today. I it, yeah. Out of those three, Lamelo, Halliburton, and Anthony Edwards, I really would go Halliburton today. Like, if you gave me the choice of, of those three players, I would go Halliburton. Really? Yeah. If you had the choice between Halliburton and Obi Toppin, who would you probably choose? Emmanuel Quickly. Somebody, Emmanuel some, Quickly. Somebody, to the summer league we go. Somebody kind of faced that decision recently, Halliburton or Toppin. Yeah, that was a tough one. But we got IQ with it. Speaking of IQ and Obi Toppin, just a beautiful— Speaking of Obi Toppin, somebody told me— it might have been Stephen A. and Max Kellerman, which I guess is where I should end my sentence. But they were like, they were talking about Obi Toppin and how like he could have a year next year where he really um, ascends. And they start talking about how he's a way better shooter than people expect. Jack, I kid you not, within 15 minutes of them saying that, I saw a clip of him airballing a three in the summer. It went in. So it did go in. So explain that. <laughs> <laughs> it did go in. That's like me hitting a. It's like me hitting a pitching wedge from 150 out, going way left, and hitting the the cart path and just bouncing four feet next to the cup. No, that's like when you got a hole in one on the wrong hole. That's exactly what it's like. Yeah, except Obi's topping got three points for it, and I still got a. We got two. We we got two points, but the box score from the game. That's a two. Yeah, it's a or two. was he? Because the guy technically had like possession of it, not possession, but. It was not 
it, it's not a three for for whatever but it was credit so not is it a is it a three-point attempt yeah of course it's just a it's it's a miss so is it a missed three and a made two for obi in one no shot? it actually got credited to jericho sims because he was closest and like forced you know his pressure for it, it's weird i don't know what the official rule actually is on that but sims i think is shooting 100 percent through summer league in that game though topping at 22 and quickly at 32 and 8 Definitely gets you excited about the young Knicks. What what else have you seen in summer league so far? I watched the Pistons at well, I saw Tyrese Maxey just being Tyrese Maxey. He's so fucking good. I hope I hope he has a great career in Portland. Um I watched the Pistons and the Rockets last night, where Jalen Green and Kate Cunningham faced off. I am just such a Jalen Green guy, it's crazy. Absolutely. And it seems to me, you keep seeing these quotes with Jalen Green, like, I have a huge chip on my shoulder, this, that, because I didn't go one to Detroit. I actually think he hates Cade Cunningham. Yeah. Like, he's just, like, not going to be friends with him. Just like, dude, it's my fault they chose me. It's like, well, that's just the competitor. Yeah, he's got that The best player on that court last night. The best player on that court is Luca Garza. And you know what I don't get? I don't actually mean that. But Luca Garza is good and will actually make an impact for the Pistons. And probably a team after that. He's good. He had this Dirk fadeaway last night, his footwork, his passing ability. I never understood how obviously college basketball and NBA basketball are two totally different sports. I would actually say they're less of a different sport than college football and the NFL are just because of the size of the athletes and the speed of the athletes and how much more that comes into play on a 100-yard field versus a NBA court. But how was Luca Garza a unanimous, unanimous player in college, player of the year, and he's just not on anyone's draft boards. Uh, yeah, he got he went late second. Like that doesn't add up to me. In the fact that, like, what do scouts watch? I actually don't think it's hard being a scout. They they have. It's actually just gambling. It's like it's it is. It fully is. And there's no skits needed. There's no skills needed. No, there's definitely talent assessment and asking the right questions and see you know not being biased. Like, I think that's probably what a ton of people uh, struggle with outside of scouts is like, you have to be completely unbiased. You have to consider everything going on. What situation would a scout want to be biased? Like you watch uh, Nishan Highland, busy bones Highlands, you know, you see a a clip of him shooting in person and you're like, this guy's literally the next Stephen Curry. And then you got to go watch. That's not bias. That's a fact. <laughs> right. And then you got to go watch the tape. And then there could be confirmation bias. But then you're not taking in all of the factors. Was he playing at a high D1 level? How is he off the dribble? You know, like when you see something that magical in person, then you start to not worry as much about the other things. Oh, that could improve. There, there's a, there's a math and a science to it. If you were, there's no math. But if you were a GM of a team, like I feel like you could be, you could draft successfully over a five-year span. Um, like now, me making calls that Bradley Beal wasn't good and Luke Kennard is, which the jury's still out. I don't know, but I'm also a little bit more biased than you. I I think so much of drafting a player is luck. I think system matching system matching matters a lot like you see the ravens do it the ravens strategy it's a different sport but the Ravens' strategy is this 
they take into account that it is absolutely luck driven they take into account the system that these players will play and who's going to need to be where and they get 10 guys instead of the normal six or seven that a lot of teams so now they have 40 percent more players you know 40 percent more lottery tickets and they draft for the system because systems can absolutely fuck you up if you're not in the right system like you've played in pickup sports before if it's a if it's five players who aren't shooters then everyone kind of detracts from that. if it's and you just have to fight the other yeah team. if it's five players who are shooters but no one can dribble and no one can get you into offense then someone's game is gonna lack like i i do think there is not enough attention placed on how much the system truly matters to this like what you see the knicks all the guys the, get better defensively but offensively like it's tough so that's the raven strategy right just get as many of these guys as you can and eventually you'll hit what is their strategy and this is just me asking a genuine question as a third party observer what is their strategy when it comes to drafting wide receivers our strategy our general strategy is sign 32 year old veterans because I said drafting wide receivers. Because let's go down the list. Prashard Perry. No, you're you're not even right starting. You're not even starting low enough on the list. It also the reason that I'm starting there is because I was banging on the door for the Eagles to draft him, and we got like Nelson Aguilar four picks later. Yeah, I the Ravens Which, are the worst wider first round drafters ever of wideouts, and that that is why all off season I told you Julio, 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 because we cannot draft wideouts and if you're gonna draft julio jones with the second round pick essentially then take him bateman down with the groin which is just like that the reason that like scouting yeah babe how long is he out for i i given that it's five a month to 12, away from that's, that's like a new timeline in the nfl five to five 12, to 12 weeks. weeks is like eight days now nowadays um bateman will be questionable for week one very questionable i think they'll sit him and because he's a rookie, like he's losing out on all this time. And Sammy Watkins in week one is like, is Julio Jones on steroids. Like when I go when I'm back to the conversation about scouting and the reason that the, the, the thing in the back of my head in all of this is across every draft board, Markel Fultz was the consensus number one overall pick. And nobody knows what the hell happened. That... Like you don't you put you don't put that on a scout. That's not their fault. Yeah, I mean they saw what everybody on planet Earth. So I think part of that is when you are taking someone number one, you're drafting for floor versus upside sometimes. And I I disagree. I'm not saying always, but they might have felt like I don't think that every number one pick is consensus. He's going to be the best player guaranteed in the draft. That's absolutely not how it works. It's just that he has the best Odd, odds exact, to turn into something exactly. special. And so, yeah, he might have had the best odds. And some people might have said, I don't think it was necessarily consensus consensus. Yes, it was. Um, it was like he was going one. That was a fact. But I don't know if every team in the league scouts were like, he's for sure the number one guy. Like, it's rare you see that. Like, LeBron, I'm trying to think. It's LeBron. Uh, I wouldn't even say it was Zion. Zion. It's tough. It was only a couple years ago. But I feel like he was consensus one. He was consensus that he w- everyone yeah. knew he was going to one. But there were definitely people out there who were like, 
his size, the way the game is going, like he needs to slim down. Like I yeah. wouldn't, I don't know. Um, Wiggins was definitely a consensus one. I mean, I was <laughs> tweeting hashtag winless for Wiggins for an entire year. There you go. And you know what? I might, I might end up. Yeah, thinking. you might somehow, some way. Uh, all right. Last, last thing in the first half, Messi to PSG. My guy is wearing number 30 for the Parisians. Any interest to you in this whole thing? Parisians? Yeah. That You made that no, up, right? That's, those are the, it's like habitants. Is that actually what people from Paris yeah. are called? Or don't people just call them the French? That's Well, the French would be people who live in France. Paris. Where's Paris? In France. Are you... Are exactly. you can wait, wait are you being serious right now that's bigger what, what do you that's mean? bigger you i you wouldn't describe anyone you wouldn't describe someone who's not from paris as that's like saying that you're american yeah but are you also baltimorean that's my point you're not huh that's not a thing yeah yeah it is just admit to what yes it is you are a legitimate baltimore i mean that is a term as in people, that is not a term. Yes, it is. And they even joke about it. They call them Baltimoreans because they say it with an accent. Okay, that was just lucky that I picked Baltimore. So if I'm American and I'm from New Jersey, that makes me a scumbag? You've never heard of a New Yorker? <laughs> okay. okay. You got You're on the board. <laughs> You're on the board. But what other states do that? Not not many off the Hawaiian. Oh, there you go. Mm, that doesn't mean you're Right. Eagleson just Eagleson just wrote Torontonian. I think that actually is a thing. But you remember Les Habitants, remember when we got the lesson on that? Nope. I don't really pay attention to much of yeah, what Eagleson yeah. says those, when he starts those talking. Those are about. the habitants of But back to the Persians. Parisians. You've heard that word before. Parisians? Yes, yeah. I didn't make it up. Learn something new every day. <laughs> but my take on it all is that super teams are ruining football. Yeah. Except it's going to be pretty freaking. So rank these for me. The 2004 Michael Vick in Madden. Yeah. 2017 Warriors in 2K. FIFA 22 PSG. Which is the most unfair to play with? I feel like the 12 Heat were definitely one of those teams as well. Um, no, LeBron couldn't really shoot. So PSG, LeBron could not shoot. You're right. Except in the game, they still gave him like 90. In my opinion, it was everyone knew Vic in 2004 Madden with 99 yeah. million yeah. speed. The 2017 Warriors was Steph, Clay, and Durant. And then now FIFA 22, PSG. Yeah, it's definitely up. What do you think is the most OP? unfair to play? I think with? because FIFA, FIFA's a much different game. They're probably you can't dominate with individual players as well. Much. I think that is what makes them even more impressive. Is like no matter who you pass to, you're going to end up with it on the foot of one of the best players in the world. But then there's eight other guys on the on the field. The funny part is they're very good. <laughs> like it's not just the three of them. Like it was Sergio Ramos, Ramos there, and the goalie is the goalie for Italy. Like they have the best goalie in the world too. I hate yeah, that guy. exactly. So 
they're up there, but I think it's probably um, Warriors because you had even like Draymond in 2K defensively, like you couldn't go by him. Durant blocked everything in the game. Clay was locked down. So they like with Vic, you know, I guess someone could have scored on you. You weren't stopping Vic to Algie Crump. You would run four verticals and run 70 yards every time yeah. with him. Yeah, so I like that take. That's a good one, though. Um, yeah, Messi to PSG. It's going to be crazy to watch. I don't know how much attention it will get. It'll only get attention once Messi is taking up all the fame and Mbappe starts asking out. That's when PSG will start to. Is that is that a thing in soccer? I oh, guess yeah. they are prima donnas, oh, right? yeah. Mbappe to me looks just like a little cute, like nice he guy. Is. He is, but but why would he ask? Well, out because then? he's the superstar of the sport at a young age, and he's now going to be second fiddle for a couple of years. So I, you know, it kind of that's how it goes. Why Kyrie Irving ask out of Cleveland? Because it's Ohio. That's fair. Uh, not not, not for reasons. All right, fam, we're going to take a quick break. After the break, we're going to rank the worst things in life to lose. We got a little shout out, Dennis. We Schroeder. got a little cap of the week, and we'll check in with Eagleson. We'll be right back. All right, fam, we are back. I'm looking at a graphic right now. Last losing season. For each team in the NFL. So half the teams, obviously, actually, it's not obvious, but half the teams did have a losing season last season. Literally exactly half. Right. And I assume that half had to have winning, half to have, but that's not necessarily true. But you know what's bullshit about this graphic? Sure. The Eagles had a losing season last year. Oh, wait, we didn't make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Forget mm-hmm. I said anything. Okay. Yeah. Um, Washington, who had a losing season did Correct. make the playoffs Correct. There, and they are on here. Um, then Raiders, Dolphins, Bucks, Colts, Browns, Cardinals. They've had two Cardinals. Really? They didn't have a loot. Did they go eight and eight last year? They must have uh, Packers and bills 2018 bears in 17. I don't think they've won a playoff game in those four years. I think though. the only year they went to the playoffs was the double doink. That's what I thought. Saints 16, Rams 16, Titans surprisingly 2015. I know was the quarterback there before Tannehill. Mariota. He had that. He threw himself a touchdown against the Chiefs. They blew games against the Colts in the playoff. They've had some rough playoff uh, times, including their logo. They've also had some highs. Yeah, Ravens. (laughs) Ravens 15 as well. Then it jumps all the way to. 2012 the chiefs have not had a losing season that was alex smith into might have been andy reed's first year it might have been so they've gone every year for the last eight seahawks 2011 russ does that almost make it like more embarrassing yeah like you've been in the playoffs every single time as i assume since 2011 they've maybe missed one or two at most Playoffs. Still, I doubt they've really missed any. Well, they've gone to two Super Bowls. Yeah, they've gone to two. They, but like now, they haven't been in in a very long time. Um, yeah, uh, and then two thousand and three, the Steelers have not had a losing season since two thousand and three. Was Eagleson born then? Eagleson was, was not born. Not born then. Wow. 
That is crazy. In Eagleson's lifetime, he's never seen the Dolphins win a he playoff has seen, game. I was going to say, he has uh, seen as many Pittsburgh Steelers losing seasons as he has Dolphins playoff victories. Wow. That, that is crazy. And actually, only one more playoff appearance from the Dolphins than Steelers losing seasons. Do you have any take big takeaways, big statements from that graphic? It's interesting that it's getting released this year. I feel like we've never seen this graphic before. No, nah, th- this was created by like a fan. This wasn't like the official NFL losing season graphic. Um, but I looked at that Steelers win total after I saw this. Did you see what I tweeted? No. So, so because of the 17 games, there's no such thing as, as 500 anymore. So like the Steelers have gone eight and eight in this stretch of 18 years. Confirmed? Yes. But they've never gone seven and nine or worse. Now you're either nine and eight or eight, and nine. The Steelers win total is eight and a half games, which means they either have a losing season and you lose the bet or they have a winning season and you win the bet. Uh, wh- what would you take? I mean, the greatest show on turf last year was the Pittsburgh Steelers offense. Yeah. Slant, 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 slant. That was the most putrid thing I've ever watched. It was Absolutely. Terrible. The fact that they were like 11 or 12 and now uh, my biggest takeaway is what do we always say? They're due. They, <laughs> they're due. They are due. That, that is true. I, I don't see the hate. For, for the Steelers. I think Ben's going to be healthier than people Says, expect. Coming from a Ravens fan. I know. I think that means a lot. Like, I think our division's going to be pretty strong again. I see why. Like, they weren't good over the last five games, but they were really good over the first 12 games. For me, the Steelers this year, yeah, they were really good over the first 12. That's right. Um, but a bad offensive line got a lot worse. Yeah. And Ben Roethlisberger, even though he says he's, Fixing up his diet or everything. He's he's not on the Ben Roethlisberg 10 meal plan. He's not an avocado guy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what good does drafting a running back that high do in general? In general. Let's just leave it at that. But when you don't have an offensive line in front of it. I feel like everyone's like, oh, the Steelers solve their running issues. They don't have to throw it 50 times a game and rely on Ben anymore. Najee Harris is running behind revolving doors. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, Najee could have been a good pick, like relative for a team that's one little weapon away that can go for it. But you build from the inside out in the NFL. Yeah. And they just didn't. Yeah. Staying in the division comes our cap of the week. It is Odell Beckham Jr. Congratulations to OBJ on winning cap of the week. He said, He's the one, LOL, I swear, just wait. He knows shit I don't know, I didn't know at that age. Mark my words, maybe all pro as a rookie at Elijah Moore. Okay, so I'll preface this with, I think- Was Justin Jefferson all pro last year? Ooh, that's a good question. Eagleson, check on that. If I had to guess in the NFC, Hopkins and Ridley, maybe- DK maybe he he was he probably just missed it well I guess can you be second team all pro yeah so maybe he was second team all pro um I think Elijah Moore actually could be really really good good he was one of the um better first yeah second team all pro thanks Eagleson um but 
with Zach Wilson, a rookie quarterback, predicting Elijah Moore to go all pro feels like a bold statement. You know what's bullshit to me? Like, when you're a guy like OBJ, where you've made a name for yourself in the NFL, or you're a Patrick Mahomes, not saying that they're equal, but they're a name and have done a lot of shit in the NFL. They could easily buy up every Elijah Moore card NFT and just go to the media after practice and say whatever they want. And now people, because he's OBJ, are going to believe him. Uh, and if he bought all the cards, then there weren't there wouldn't be many available for purchase. So yeah, yeah, it's like I actually think that that's what he's doing here. You think he's buying Elijah Moore rookie cards? That's this get rich quick scheme. Yeah, okay. I mean, I like that signing with signing with the Browns isn't getting him rich quick. That's for sure. That is for sure. Although, Everything else though. What was his initial contract? His big deal? Do you know? I don't know, but it was like massive because he had like one of the greatest first four seasons ever. Like, yeah, Sam Darnold had one of the best end of five games at the end of a year one time. Pay the man. Yeah, PFF that guy. Are you you're back on the OBJ train though, right? Never left. Yeah. Okay. All right. Never left. Just making sure. I was, dude. I was so far in the closet when he was a on the Giants, just biting my knuckle not to just be such a fanboy of him. The second he goes to Cleveland, I let it all out. I think I've actually drafted him every year he's been on the Browns, which is two. But I think I've actually reached on him both years. Not good I'm telling picks. you. I'm excited I'm to get you, whoever, you in an under whoever joins the, Whoever joins the snapback league, there you go. There's my tip. I'm a, I'm a, you see, you get what you see, and that's what I'm, I'm telling you. I'm going to draft OBJ way too high. He's got upside. There's no doubt about that. Um, all right. Ranked. In honor of Dennis Schroeder. By the way, did you were you getting on board with me? Like, or you? It's hard because he. I hate. I hate the Celtics. Yeah. Hate. Mm -hmm. It's easy for you because when something goes wrong and the first two signings of your offseason are Alec Burks and Nerlens Noel to sixty million dollars combined, you jump ship to Boston really quick. Uh, and you, you, know, you have a history used to be with a that. Yeah, yeah. I slept with Boston for a year. So, you had a one, you had a one season like going stand to your with ex. Boston. Yeah, supporting your ex. You know what I mean? I just I would love No, I, think I don't be, know what you mean. No, I really don't. I you just have a terrible relationship with your wife and that's that's not my fault. I think that's the beauty of marriage. I don't think You so. love each other so much that you despise the shit out of each other. <laughs> well, neither one of us are married, so um we don't quite know. But Let's rank the worst things to lose in honor of Dennis Schroeder. I'll go first. Number three. This is a callback to, to the younger days. Um, did you have like a go-to pencil for test taking that you had? You know who I am? Yeah. Oh, let me, yeah. Cavaro pen. All right. So you're so that no. guy. I had these like uh, lead pencils with comfy grips. And like, if I didn't have one of those, I wasn't off my game. Like I was fine, but that was just an annoying thing to lose. They were like eight bucks at the school store and you couldn't like buy those every, you know, every day. So that was annoying when I would lose that stuff. Okay. That's fair. My number three is weight pounds. Whenever you lose weight and take it from me, people just don't look at you the same. People don't think you're as funny. Like, you know, people just, they change their whole view on you and they start going, oh, when you got skinny, 
yeah, you know, I did something to better myself. Why don't you support me? And it's just like, yeah, you're not the old Abe. You know what? Maybe I'm not, but inside I am. So losing weight overrated. Uh, my number two is the TV remote. I think that goes without saying. Like, it's so frustrating. Uh, you're picking up, you're throwing your covers all but, over your room. But to be, to always, like, I always attack you on the rules of this. You don't actually lose the remote. You you can't so find it's something it. something that you can't find. Yeah. Because, yeah, that, that's a, that might be an entirely new category. All right. So that makes that would be like frustrating things to misplace. Yeah, exactly. And that right, would. So if I knew one. that was the rules, yeah. I would have thought. But number one, my. Oh, I'm good. I'm not going. Uh, but I'm letting you know that I'm safe with number. OK. One. All right. All right. Uh, my number two. This is niche as well, because no one uses them anymore. A receipt for something you're planning on returning. Like you bought something, you hate it. You're going to take it back and like you lose the receipt. And it's just like, I don't want this. Like, take it from me. I didn't wear it. Take it back. I don't want it. And they're like, well, where's the receipt? It's like, I can show you my bank statement. Like I purchased it. And and then you're like stuck with it. Now you hate the company because they wouldn't take it back. You hate what you bought and you just can't return it. It's funny that you said this. Today, I was literally returning a piece of clothing and they asked for the receipt and I had it. I didn't misplace it. But I was thinking to myself, as I said this, had I did lose this, and I asked the person, if I lost this, but I had a picture on my phone of it, yeah, and it said my name, the purchase, like, would that count? And they said, unfortunately not, we couldn't honor that. What? <laughs> That's what? my point, bro. You want to hear another funny story? So my AirPods broke. So I went to Apple. Usually the people at Apple are some of the friendliest, like the genius nerds yeah, or whatever. the genius bar. Nice. So she, well, they're the nerds at the bar. Okay. They're the nerd tenders. They're the nerd tenders. No, that's, uh, that's what's it called? Best Buy. Yeah. Geek squad. Yeah. That's, those are the geeks. Yeah. These are the nerds. Um, two totally different groups of people. But she looks at my AirPods and I didn't expect for her to be able to fix them by any means. I figured by the end of the day, they'll go, yeah, you have to buy new ones essentially. They're probably just lying to me. But she takes the AirPods. She takes them in the back. She goes, I'll be back in a few minutes. She comes out and she goes, unfortunately, I don't think these are fixable. I understood that. The next words out of her mouth were, also, I don't think these are ours. I think they might be counterfeit. Excuse me? (laughs) What do you mean counterfeit? Yeah, ours have this little like black thing on them and these don't have them. I was like, would you like me to show you the receipt? In which I did. And she was just like, that's weird. These don't look like ours. And I was like, well, is there any chance that that piece fell off? And that's the reason they're broken. She was like, I don't think it falls off. And she was such a cold bitch. Oh, wow. She was, dude, she was trying to tell me that my AirPods were, my broken AirPods were counterfeit. And that, and I showed her a receipt and she was still denying it. That day I had planned, I had planned if my AirPods weren't fixable, I was going to eat it and buy a new pair on the spot. She pissed me off so much. I refused to buy them from, I went from home, her, from her. Yeah. I went home and I ordered them online. Wow. That I is... just, the last thing I wanted her getting was satisfaction. <laughs> that is crazy. She said, she said, I think these are counterfeit. My jaw hit the floor. Well, because you know, that's a, 
a thing people will do. They'll they'll buy counterfeit. They'll say they're not working and try and get a free pair in exchange, which makes sense. Yeah, well, people aren't me. And even if I had bought them off Amazon or Best Buy, like a third-party distributor of Apple's AirPods, do you think they could still claim that those are counterfeit counterfeit because I didn't buy them at Apple? Did you not? Is the receipt not? No, I, I should no. I did buy them at Apple. So she just got absolutely AirPod smoked by one me. or the new pros. The new pair. I can never wear the old. Yeah, the no, old ones are trash. They don't fit my ear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The AirPod Pro is the only Apple headphones that ever fit in my ear. Okay. Without falling out. So you, so you like my number two a receipt. Worst things to lose. Yeah, especially since you can't take a picture of it. <laughs> number one, this one's it's basic, but a pho- like if I lost my phone, it just it's I lost yeah, it's, it it's, the night before. Good thing you have two. Well, I lost the snapback phone the night before the Super Bowl in Miami a couple of years ago. And um, that that one doesn't have as much like stuff like it's not my iCloud stuff. It's not my bank. It's not all my numbers and everything. It's the content. It's, it, more important. it's the content. So all, I just had to buy a new phone, which was a very expensive uh, a mistake. But. Your if best I, guess. It, it was at a club. Oh no! I, I, it was at a party. I know exactly. It was at the. It was <laughs> at the like Maxim party or whatever. Um, and I. Oh, okay. You want to hear my run-in with Apple? This shit is actually crazy. My so, I bought insurance on that phone because at the Apple store they said there's uh insurance if the that's a bitch move that's a bitch move listen to this if the phone cracks if the phone whatever you can pay a hundred bucks get a brand new phone that's basic level of insurance then they have theft and loss protection right okay he uh the person selling me the insurance goes if you leave it in a cab cab drives away you can literally walk into the store we'll hand you a new phone i'm like you know what that for six dollars more a month Sounds like some of the best value of all time. So when I have theft and loss protection and I lose my phone at a party, I'm like, and I'm literally on the ground, like looking like it's a 30,000 people. Part. I'm like, I'm never finding this. So sick part. Yeah. I go to the Apple store tomorrow, the next day. And I'm like, yeah, I got theft and loss protection. And, and by the way, I actually don't think I lost the phone. I think it was stolen. It was in my back pocket and it wasn't on the ground. Like I was actually sober. Imagine, imagine you saw the next day on the snapback feed, just like selfies of a homeless guy. (laughs) Got a new phone. Um, so I actually thought it was stolen. That's why I said to them, can you track it? And they're like, whatever so i'm like well i have theft and lot they're like well you need to have find my iphone on i'm like i have find my iphone on they're like no it was turned off i'm like so you're telling me the thief turns off find my iphone and the insurance just goes out the window that's literally the first thing the thief would do is turn off find my iphone like so you can't track it i'm like are you kidding me no matter the reason why buying insurance is a bitch move No matter what, when you bring in that broken phone, they'll take it to the back, break something else in yeah. there, and tell you, "Yeah, well, this th- this part's not covered." Right. Yeah. No matter yeah. what, don't let them take it to the back. They'll claim it's. I actually think I legitimately think that Apple is a terrorist organization. Okay. All right. On to number one after that. Hot. Number one, and to me, this is as much a layup as losing your phone is. The worst things to lose, and that would be Game Seven at home against the Atlanta Hawks. <laughs> Because that shit just still sucks. 
Does it like how often would you say yes. you think yeah. about that on a daily basis? Are you still once a day? Jack. Uh, well, it's either you bring it up once yeah, a day I was just, or it's in my without head. me reminding you. I mean, think about it. We talked we were planning out this ranked before this episode and we did not discuss our choices whatsoever. And that was the first thing that popped in my head. Yeah, what a bad loss. I mean, the Hawks? John Collins? Yikes. All right. Eagleson, get in here. Um, I like your list, yeah. Dave. I like I like your list. I think I won that one. <laughs> What's popping? Uh, you know what else I hate losing? You ever just buy a bag of milk and misplace it? <laughs> hate that. Worse. You guys are hating yeah, on the bag of milk. You've never even tried it before. Maybe you'll like it. I can't imagine it's bad. Like I assume it's just milk, it, right? It tastes like normal milk. Like there's no difference. Well, it's how would you? Wait, wait, how would you know? What I've I, I've had the other the carton milk before. That's like eating Chipotle with a metal fork. Like it's still Chipotle, but it's just not good. It's because it's <laughs> you're still pouring it in plastic. a cup or a cereal or whatever else you want to do with it. It's not even gonna matter. What type of cereal do you like? Big Cheerios guy, like Cheerios. Are there like uh, not even? Let me guess. Not even honey. No honey nut. Honey nut. Do they call them Cheerios? Is that what it sounded like? I said no. No, it makes sense. <laughs> Cheerios. What about no. um? What? Yeah, I I just think you guys do everything wrong and weird. <laughs> with that, with that, that's kind of my take. What's going it, on? What do you got for us? I mean, I kind of want to turn that around on you guys. What's happening in your country right now? Like, am I going to be able to go see football games there? Like, what's the COVID situation? It's here. COVID. I thought I thought you guys got rid of it. I thought it was COVID, done. All right, listen. COVID is like Sam Ellinger. COVID is claiming it's back, but everyone's kind of just going to be like, listen, you guys were relevant a while ago. You're trying to come back, and it's just not going to fly. But at the same time, COVID's also low-key right now getting some first-team reps. Oh, 100%. (laughs) What You know what we're looking for, though, here in the States, Eagleson? We're looking for our Carson Wentz to make sure Mm. everyone's like, we're back. We're back. We're fine. I'm here. I'll be ready for week one of NFL. That's what we're looking for. In turn, that's why we're fucked. (laughs) There are a lot of analogies that hit very close to home going on right now. And honestly, they're pretty accurate. Uh, COVID, my gut is it's bad timing because COVID is... I'm listening. (laughs) Why? Go on. My my thought process is COVID is kind of ramping up again, like a new variant or is trying to make a comeback. And then it's going to get cold and people are going to get sick and there's going to be more germs just because that's the nature of life. And it's, it's Dude, yeah, that's funny. You said that because me and my roommate were talking the other day. You literally can't have an itch in your Happened throat last anymore in life. Happened last <laughs> you cannot have an itch in your throat in public anymore without people think that you are going to murder them. I came back from Chicago. I did not feel well. I went to get tested. I did not have COVID. I had strep. And you like you're not allowed to get sick anymore. If you're if you if you're sick in America now for the next 40 years you have COVID. You can literally have a scratch in your throat in a Dunkin Donuts and just go <clears throat> everyone thinks you're going to murder them. <laughs> everyone thinks that you have this uncurable disease 
and you literally just can't cough or sneeze in public anymore. That is the state of our country. I just think it's ridiculous. Eagleson's trying to flex on us after being locked up for like. I no, months. I I wasn't flexing. Genuinely, just asking because I want to go there and watch football games. Okay, yeah, we're things. we're trying to all meet up in Miami. So I think we could smuggle you. Sure. You are kind of small. Yeah, you can fit in a suitcase. Yeah. Get you a breathing device in there, yeah. or we don't, and you just you know grow a pair. <laughs> Anything else going hard. on up north? Uh, yeah, there's not a whole lot other than the CFL going on right now. Honestly, who do you support? The Ottawa Red Blacks. And if you were going to and try and not be biased, I actually can't confirm anything you're saying. Okay. So that'll whatever. make it more fun. If you were gonna associate them with a team in the NFL in terms of how good they are, how much of a chance they have of winning it all. Who is the Ottawa Cahootans, whatever the fuck you just said? Red Blacks. Equivalent, Red Blacks, equivalent in the NFL. So they won the Grey Cup in 2017. They went. So they're the Eagles. They went back the next year, though, and they lost. Well, we would have went back, too. If, you know. And since then, they've fallen off a cliff. And they're probably the, one of the they're worst the teams in the league. So they could be. The, eh, and, like, they're going to suck this year. The Eagles. So they could very well be the Eagles. And who is who is their quarterback equivalent? Their quarterback situation is a disaster. I don't even know. You guys are literally <laughs> the Eagles. Yeah. No, yeah, that, that's not fair. They're more like they're, they're probably a different team. The Broncos. Yeah, more like that. Yes, because their Cause, defense is great. Their defense is great, but the offense is terrible. And Eagleson didn't mention anything about the city hating them, the dysfunction in the in the organization. No, the, 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 there's none. Everyone loves the team. Like our yeah, neighbors right across the road, they her uncle owns the team, or brother, or something. Casual. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so how? So can we get a jersey sponsor? How far what? from Ottawa are you? Like twenty minutes. Maybe less. What? what the fuck, dude? <laughs> We've talked about this before. And you're not a Senators fan? No. But all your all your friends are, right? Y- yeah, like most of them are. Unless they're from other places. The Ottawa Red Blacks, huh? They're just the Eagles of up, up north. Which it is fun. What what would you say, uh, scale of 1 to 10, Dolphins win a Super Bowl, your happiness, versus... Ottawa wins a, a great cup versus Maple Leafs win a Stanley Cup. So, like, I'm not saying how happy are you on a scale of one to. I'm saying like scale it out. Like you want me to? Oh, you want me to rank them? What happened? What happened? What happened? Thirty-five year old yeah, J.R. Smith <laughs> is enrolling at North Carolina AT&T State to pursue a degree in liberal studies. Wait for it. Yeah. And is also waiting on the NCAA and to sort out his eligibility so he can join the Aggies golf team. <laughs> That's amazing, <laughs> bro. We need to get him on the pod as a snapback athlete. Wow that that would be <laughs> that would be elite. Would he? Sorry, listen. We can get back oh, to your yeah. your CFL shit after. <laughs> would he? be able to make like would he be the highest paid college athlete uh, based off nil probably like in past earnings obviously but no like would he warrant the most amount of money i don't think so i don't think so i don't know well he's a golf player i don't know you listen you were saying 
Um, you wanted me to rank like what I would be happiest yeah. with. So probably dolphins one, leafs two, red blacks. Wow, really? Yeah. You're so you really are as sick as Dean is probably. I I would do a lot. For oh, the dolphins I, I got a I got a screenshot. It wasn't in our group, babe, but it was in it was in my college friends group chat. Here we go, from from Dean. I'll admit though, at times my predictions may be a little unrealistic, but. I wholeheartedly have the most faith this coming season in the Dolphins than I ever have in my entire life and really think we're going to shock the world. We are going to the AFC championship. <laughs> There's no okay, better way to on. give an absolutely blasphemous prediction than by starting off with, I know I give blasphemous predictions. But this is the one. <laughs> I, I feel like I might have That's said that exact sentence before. You've said that, Eagleson? I feel like I've almost said that exact thing word for word. About not this the season? AFC Championship part. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Like about this season, maybe like a week or two ago. Not the AFC Championship like you guys part. Are only but... largening my unit on their team total under this year. That's not. Like how many hit. times are fans like Eagleson and Dean so adamant on this thing where it always goes the other way? Every single Pretty time. Pretty much every time. kind of with that on the Eagles, though. Like, good. You never know. <laughs> Eagleson, any final thoughts? Well, if two is good, then... You're still the Dolphins. <laughs> Abe. You're still the Eagles. Changing. Abe, want to shout-out Tick Pick for taking you to... Shout-out Tick Pick heading to Phillies Dodgers tonight in two hours. Um, any thoughts on who's going yard? Uh, let me let me look at what underdogs got tonight. I know that doesn't answer that question specifically. Uh, MLB. So we got price strikeouts for. I might need I might need you to place something okay. for me over price, there. Price strikeouts four and a half. Turner. Oh, under Turner base is one and a half. Speaking of Turner, Trey Turner with the co- sickest at, slide ever. The sickest thing that might have ever happened in sports, to be honest. <laughs> Seager one and a half. Pollock one and a half. Any thoughts on those? David Price on okay. there. Thank and they don't, they don't have your uh, Phillies up. So, obviously, as head of winning, I'm going to send them a message right now. Um, and we'll Shout out Tick Pick, hooking us up, sending us to the game tonight. Nobody's going to hear this. But maybe I'll post on the Instagram and do a little meetup if anyone wants to see me. All right, fam. Yeah. Yeah, no, nah, post on the – I'm sure someone will come through it because we have, Phil- we have Phillies fans. All right. Um – Everyone, have a great weekend. I am headed to Vegas on Friday for some summer league action. If you're there, hit me up. And other than that, much love. Peace.